0: Hi there, you're listening to The Steve Schramm Show, where we train Christians to become confident, passionate servants of Jesus so they can grow in their walk with God and share their faith more persuasively. Welcome to the show. Well, I'd love to wrap up this little mini series that I decided to do um, on uh, some different ideas and misunderstood things in the uh, creation debate with a discussion on Genesis 1 through 11 and what I'm calling the textbook myth. Um, The textbook myth. And so here is what I mean by this. A lot of times people think that the young earth creationist is handling scripture as though it were a science textbook and maybe I should go ahead and concede up front that I think there are some creationists who do this and I also think that there were lots of creationists in the past who did this kind of thing okay there was a direct correlation in many times, uh, in many cases with a, a direct scientific principle that was, um, uh, purported to be taught by scripture when really the, the concept isn't there. Um, frankly, it, it, you know, if anything, we could, we could glean something very vague from the scripture with respect to some of these things. Um, for example, it's like from Scripture, you might be able to ascertain the, orderly, the orderliness of nature. But that's not to say that the Bible is explaining the loss of physics. Okay, these are not the same kinds of things. So uh, there are some who do. But um, a, a lot of times the charge is made that we all view these chapters as though um, things were happening in a science textbook. Uh, the the first chapter of Genesis, for sure, is where this kind of claim or assertion is, is made. Um, you know, they might say things like, well, there's no reason to think that the days of Genesis have anything to do with biology. Or they might say that, um we, the the bringing about of the universe from nothing is not trying to describe to us um in a scientific way exactly what happened and um so to those people i would agree uh, okay i would agree i i don't i don't think that genesis 1 is telling us anything about astronomy or about biology or anything of that nature okay but it's a modern idea. Now, I want you to understand the difference between ancient and modern, okay? It's a, it's a modern idea that we look at these things as scientific, okay, in the sense of the scientific method. Now, there were, um, in biblical days, people who were interested. There's actually a lot of ancient Near Eastern works with respect to things like astronomy and, and things of that nature, okay? But that's not to say that they were thinking about things in the way that a person, a scientist specifically, living in the 21st century would think about them. They thought about them differently. They did not have, obviously, nearly the amount of information that we have today. So it's not as though Um, we should view these chapters as though they are a science textbook. And thank God, because science textbooks change. But I would like to say, uh, um, to kind of put it in an aphoristic way, the way that I have uh, put it in other things in the past, I can't even believe I remembered this, Um, but one way that I used to put it is this. Rather, it is a historical truth book. So it's not a scientific textbook, but it's a historical truth book. And what I mean by that is that the Bible is accurately describing for us the events that took place In a historical fashion. Okay, to to claim that um, the Bible is telling us about the creation of man and female on day number six, for example, is not to make a claim that the Bible is teaching us biology. It, okay to say one is not to say the other and that is what's happening in the mind of those who disagree with us here is they think that we're trying to say that it's something about biology no uh, i'm not trying to do that to to say anything about the biology there as far as i'm concerned that was an absolute miracle um even god's forming even if we we you know we make the argument that many of the things that and i think it it, it can be made that many of the things um Following the initial creation were made by God's forming them not by God's creating them ex nihilo. I definitely think you have um, Things that fall in either category But even if the even if what we're talking about is forming that doesn't mean that it wasn't miraculous, right? It doesn't mean that we um, Are given some kind of scientific understanding or that we are looking for some sort of scientific understanding of how these things happen That is not what's in view All we're saying is, is that we believe the Bible is accurately reporting the historical fact that on such and such day, these things were created. Okay, that's as far as we're trying to go with this, at least those who would fall within kind of the, um, the consensus views on creationism, okay? There are always going to be those who hold weird things. But if we're, if we're trying to interact with the best version of a view, then I think what we want to interact with is the view that um, maintains that these things are just a part of history. They fall into the realm of history. We're not trying to claim that they fall into the realm of science. These are two... Completely different kinds of things, and uh, that, uh, to be honest with you, that's the meat of what I wanted to say this week. And uh, I think it's really interesting how closely related this is to the uh, misconception that we discussed just last week. Um, you, know, I mean, when you conflate concepts. When you look at two things as if they are the same and you fail to do correct philosophy by making the distinctions between them, then you're just going to run into a mess. What you're going to end up doing is being logically fallacious because you're going to straw man the other person's position. and That is exactly what is happening in many of these cases. If you're going to critique uh, the young age view, fine, but deal with it fairly. Deal with it accurately. And please, for the love of all that is good... Deal with it logically. Deal with it logically. Um, I would love to return the same favor to you. Okay, I want to deal with your views logically and accurately. Um, frankly, I'm not even that interested in talking about other views. I, I just want to make clear for people, um, to the extent that I can, what it is that a young age creationist actually believes. Now, it, it, now here's the thing: if you want to criticize the young age creationist for taking these things scientifically, okay, um, I, of course I don't think that's right, but at least be consistent and do the same thing for the old age believing people who do this because uh, let me tell you something old age creationists take the statements in genesis 1 on the whole a lot more literally than young age creationists do. And I'm talking about those who fall in kind of like the Hugh Ross, um, old earth creationism camp. Okay. Progressive creationism camp. Uh, if you're a theistic evolutionist, you might take some of the things in Genesis as not, uh, speaking to these matters at all. You might take them as more allegorical. If you don't take a position on the age of the earth, that might also be true. You might take these as more allegorical and not having anything meaningful to say about actual chronology. Um, I think that's probably wrong, but either way you go about it, though, um, understand that it is the old age creationist who is 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 making these verses say things scientifically that they are not intended to say. I don't believe that is to say that the young age creationist is um, could or could not be a concordist in the sense that these things conform to some sort of modern scientific idea. Okay. Um, or a non-concordist, in the sense that these things do not conform to some necessarily scientific idea, but they're just a matter of history. The old age creationist would pretty much be an admitted concordist on this point and and is looking for ways to actually harmonize these statements in Scripture with real events that happened in the history of the earth. So uh, all I'm saying is, if you're going to criticize uh, our understanding of the Bible on this point, then at least be consistent and criticize it across the board. Uh, in order to um you know, not, not fall into any traps of straw manning our view or being inconsistent yourself. So at least do us that favor. All right. Um, hey, that's all I have for you this week. So um, if you have any questions for us, anything that we could discuss here on the podcast, I would love to, to bring that out to you. Trying to get another book written this particular um, quarter. I don't know if I'll have it done or not. Uh, I'm working on an idea right now um, uh, on a, uh, on a book concept for um, really just helping the younger generation in the next generation uh, fall in love with the Bible. And so that's kind of the angle I'm going down right now. So if you'd be praying for that project, I would um, absolutely... Uh, just uh, love your prayers um, I could use them and if you're interested in subscribing to uh, uh, or supporting our ministry on Patreon we do have a Patreon account set up I don't talk about it very often but uh, I would love to have some support over there it really helps with all the time spent in creating and delivering this content currently I don't have any Patreon uh, supporters over there and I would love to have a few to uh, to help make the regular production of this content um, a little easier there are things that we could to do with the money as it comes in that would help to expand the growth of the show. So if you like what we're doing here, um if you think that we are uh giving you good information, if you think that what we have would be helpful for other people to hear, then I would love for you to consider going to patreon.com, looking up Steve Shram. Um I, I think uh I'm trying to remember the actual URL. I think it's Patreon.com slash Um maybe I can look that up here, but uh, if you would go there and just, you know, uh, you know, pray about supporting us, you can support for as little as one dollar. I mean, as little as one dollar. And believe it or not, you know, that can go a long way. It really adds up over time with the uh, people that we have listening. So you would be surprised at how big of an impact you can make, even with a dollar. Of course, we have options that go up and beyond that. And if you become a supporter on Patreon, there are definitely some perks and things that you can also find there um, as well. And so it goes beyond just supporting the ministry. We also have ways for you to contribute to future ideas that happen, things that are going to be coming down the pike in the ministry, and uh, you get shout-outs on the podcast, and just all kinds of stuff. Um, Personal video message from me. Yeah, so you can get that by going to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E. E-O-N dot com slash so s w s c h r a m m i would love for you to go there. Check out the different levels that we have available. And if you think that you could possibly consider supporting us on a monthly basis, I would absolutely love that, even for as little as $1. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for making this ministry possible. And um, share it, subscribe to it, review it, all the things. Thank you so much. I love you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.